Hey everyone and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from the Mailed Fuzz Network. I'm Peter and I'm joined as always with my two, we'll call them colleagues, I'm not willing to go with friends. Uh, Matt's here. Thanks Pete, what's up dudes? Well, <laughs> dude to Connor since Peter doesn't want to call me his friend, acquaintance. I just wanted to keep it equal Matt because I mean really let's be honest, that dig was at Connor, not you. That's true. I, w- I will say... I feel even colleague is pushing it when it comes to Pete. What, you want to call him Overlord or what? That's fine. I will accept Overlord. I will accept Supreme Ruler. Don't feed his ego. That's the one rule. It's kind of hard, though. (laughs) Sounds like one of those bears that waves to you, so you throw bread at it up in Washington State. You know you shouldn't, but it's too fun not to. (laughs) You know what? Matt calling me a bear is a big thing coming from him. He respects bears. I didn't. I didn't say you're a bear. I said you're like a bear. I use a simile, not a metaphor. I'll I'll read it how I want, Matt. We can just yeah. choose to disagree and what the interpretation <laughs> should be. Um, but yeah, we talk about DC Comics here on this show, and this week we will be discussing the following books. We have Batman issue nine, Superman issue nine, Trinity issue two, Justice League issue seven, Nightwing issue seven, Green Arrow issue nine, Green Lanterns issue nine. Raven issue 2, Aquaman issue 9, Harley Quinn issue 6, and uh, Connor's Corner. Uh, I bet you all can't wait for that. And then Matt will be discussing Cave Carson Has a Cybernetic Eye issue 1, which we were all meant to read, but I forgot that it existed and Connor ran out of time. So, uh, <laughs> apologies for that. Uh, this 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 makes up for us two reading Shade and Matt. Didn't have to do that. Hey, hey, I'm, I am exactly. working my way through it. I, I just keep putting him on the back burner. I don't know if it does make so. up for though, because Cybernetic Eye looks much better than Shade was. Yeah, I disagree. I like Shade a lot. You haven't read it, so you can't no, say No, no, I just said it looks better. Like, he said it looks better, and I said I disagree with that, because yeah. I really like Shade. <sighs> well, I disagree I just, with your face. I want to I wanna I, see how long it took me to disagree with you. I fully understand yeah, Peter's long. opening comments now. <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same boat. That's just, that's just good uh, team building. Oh man. So uh now we do have solicits. The solicits did hit this Monday, this past Monday. Um however, all of the interesting stuff that was new and worth talking about, we already talked about last week because they always do the early preview solicits where the new books are shown, some of the books with the new arcs were shown. And I, I'm pretty sure I combed through the solicits and there was nothing else, you know, nothing else that was worth talking about. So, solicits are out. Go check them out. There's some pretty covers in there. Uh, Batman issue 14 looks gorgeous. Just to if I make a point, I even skimmed through them just to double check. So I didn't trust Pete not to just, you know, skip over some of the stuff he doesn't care about like he did with Deathstroke last week. And there was still nothing. I, to be fair, was going to ask you guys on air, but you both told me beforehand you hadn't looked at them yet, so I didn't see the point. Well, it's just giving me opportunity. Yeah, I it? don't, I don't look at solicits. I let other people look at solicits for me, and then if there's something in there, then I'll go and check it out. But I just like people call it monthly Christmas, and I just don't get it. Oh, I do usually skim them. I just yeah. didn't have time this oh, week. I enjoy. It. I get excited by solicits. Oh, that does remind me, Matt. There is a. a Brainiac is appearing in a Red Hood in January. Yeah, well. I can't promise I'll once. still be reading it by Shame on me. Fool me twice. Shame on you. Not going to do it. No, I'm just kidding. I made that up. I gotcha. 
I wasn't biting. I don't. There's the. <laughs> you can the tell which one I skipped over, can't you? Cars <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah, really? Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, even that's not enough to get me to carry on reading it till January. Uh, Wait, God. hang on. What issue will I be on by January? Yeah, you may still be reading that. That may be. There might not six. be a team by then. Now I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that far away, Connor. Oh, no, it's not. Hmm. All right, let's uh, start talking about books then, shall we? So first up, we are on Batman issue nine, which is written by Tom King, of course, and art by the returning after the rebirth issue uh, of Mikkel Janin, which. Uh, we were all looking forward to it, and first things first mm-hmm. with this book, it is absolutely gorgeous. I mean, Finch was doing a good job, but this is like another level. Yeah, Jennings another level. Just... It's so good. Uh-huh. Really I also is. much prefer the colours in this as well. Like, Belair's mm-hmm. colours before with Finch stuff were good, don't get me wrong, and it helped with his work, but this is just better. Yeah, yeah. We uh, start off with a fantastically moody uh, narration from Bane. And we see Bane in the shadows. We don't really get to see his face. He's uh, in Santa Prisca with a psycho pirate. And, you know, just really moody, interesting way to open the book and set up the fact that Bane's going to be a big presence in this arc. Even though Batman doesn't quite get to him yet. You know, Batman's uh, at the team-building stage of the issue. Ocean's Ocean's 11 with Batman. That's like... How do you beat that? Yeah, so the, the main gist of this one is that Batman goes to Arkham and collects some, uh, shall we say, comrades for the trip to Santa Prisca. Um, so he he gets calendar, not calendar man, sorry, the ventriloquist. I don't know why I said calendar man. <laughs> because you were just thinking See, I, about the rebirth one, shot. Yeah. Probably, that's what it is, yeah, that's what but it that's is. That's the whole thing, right, is they, they tease, like, because I read this digitally, because, you know, the, the crunch now to read read these, uh, the podcast, and... With the guided view, it, it felt like it lingered on Calendar Man. And I remembered the rebirth, so I was thinking, oh, Calendar Man has something to do with this. And then we uh, just moved past him. I don't know. I think so, it, it, it showed you lots of different people like that in different cells. Mm-hmm. Uh, one which is particularly interesting, which we'll get to. Uh, but I feel like it was just sort of like showing you all the different inmates that were there. Oh, yeah. and sort of who he was walking by and give you this sense of everyone who's in Arkham. Uh, they were there because of him. So you know? he gets Ventriloquist, and they actually make a point of mentioning that he's the first version of the Ventriloquist, because I think uh, in Batgirl's New 52 run, there was a, a different version of Ventriloquist that was a woman. You yeah. say different, I say terrible. No, it was terrible, but... <laughs> yeah. I say just forgettable, because... Yeah, well, that that's what makes it terrible, because if, if, if it was bad, but still fun, then we'd remember it as being the bad and fun, but yeah. it was just weird telekinesis involved, and like... I don't know. I just like Arnold Wesker and Scarface just because, mostly because of the animated series. Like, that's. Mm. Yeah, because this is no. the, the guy we think of when we think of Ventriloquist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And he. Uh, and I, I love his whole thing how about how he's he's not supposed to do things. Like, he's waiting to be told. Um, yeah. You know, so he's, he's really playing up that whole side of things. So that should play out really interestingly once it gets going. Uh, he also gets uh, Bronze Tiger. Which I like that introduction yeah. because it shows like a respect between Batman and him. Yeah, but, so but I like that. It, it's almost like the start of Predator with the Dylan, you son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Just with a more intricate fighting instead of a simple arm wrestle. Yeah, well, and they like bro hug too, like which is weird mm-hmm. to see Batman do. It is a bit weird, but you know, yeah. 
Batman. It kind of works in the scene. Yeah. Um, the next one, I forget the other guy's name. Hold on. Who's was the third guy that he gets? Um, what, it's the guy one who's dressed up as new to me. Yeah, he's new to me as well. I think. Uh, Punchy. Punch. Punch. Yeah. yeah. Punchy. Yeah. Punchy. Punch. Uh, he uh, he's dressed up as Gordon. He's actually in. Impo- <laughs> impo- Impersonating Gordon right now, and Batman calls it and like rips off his fake mustache. And mm. I, I love that this guy's so good at impersonating people that even like uh, Doctor Arkham's like, what? I had no idea. Yeah, I love how, how get... Batman uses that against him. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Didn't get past Batman though, because Gordon's not left-handed, which I never knew. Like I never even think about that type of stuff. Well, yeah. you know. I'd like to think he would just tell from his face. I mean, really? Yeah. Come on. Now. Well, maybe that's how good Punch is. At, yeah, maybe. At, you know, it's like the small things that give it away. Yeah. Exactly. But he is, he is a master detective. I'd like to think that he could. Well, that and that's what I mean. Like it's that small thing. So like, if you're reading the book and you see Gordon with his pipe in his left hand, like I didn't think anything of that just because you know. But it's cool that that's how Batman determined it. That yeah, seem... It's the sort of thing he would know as well. Mm-hmm. That yeah, seem... he spends time around Gordon. That doesn't seem like the sort of thing that you would have to always do with the one hand, though. Like, even if you're right-handed. Yeah. Like, it seems you like wouldn't so... have to, but I, I would. you would do it out of habit. You would use the same hand. But sometimes you wouldn't if you had to move it over for some reason. Then maybe you needed your right hand free for, I don't know, pressing a button or something like <laughs> that. I mean, sure, if you were thinking about that, that's when you're thinking about it, though. But if you're just doing it, it would be a reflex. So you just do the one that you do it most with. Sure. But sure. this also shows the punch that he does his, his homework, but not clearly that much. So I'm sure that'll come up later uh, yeah. throughout the arc. Yeah. But... And he's uh, he's got a missus named Julie that. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and I'm saying that kind of drawn out because it's spelled like Jewel with like. It just makes me Punch. think of Punch and Judy. And I think that's what it's supposed to be, though, right? Punch like, and Judy. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. No, he's, I think he's new to me. At least I don't remember him being in anything else that I've read. But uh, New to me. Of course, it all builds up to the uh, the reveal at the end who the final team member is. And like Arkham's like, no, no, not not that patient. No, can't, can't yeah. be them. And, you know, obviously we're like, who could this be? I mean, unless you've been reading this all the solicits and you've got an idea of who it's going to be, but like I hadn't, I had made a good point of like not yep. knowing who the whole team was. So, goes into a room and there's someone with like a straight jacket and like a, a mask on, and Batman like double mask too because there's a mask yeah. under the mask. Yeah, and yeah. Batman starts his spiel and uh, rips off the mask, and obviously the final reveal is that it's Selena Kyle, and this is the first time I believe we are seeing Catwoman and Rebirth. In Rebirth, yep. yeah. Because hmm. last last I heard, she had taken over like the crime rings. That uh, that did come to an end. Um, oh, did it? There was an arc after that where she gave up okay. power and went back to being a thief because she had more fun with it. Gotcha. Uh, okay. I think she got. I think she did get caught at the end of that. Okay. Okay. Well, it's cool. That it's playing into it, but yeah, but, I was just gonna say the last time I heard, she was like the the Godfather character in Gotham. Yeah. So the, so the great yeah. thing is though, none of that matters a one damn bit. Well, no, but it it should, because that was fantastic. But it also makes her a bigger threat. Like, this is a woman that that climbed the the ladder, right? Became the godfather in Gotham, and that's why she's all straight-jacketed. Sure. Mm. Uh, Uh, 
I don't, you know? I don't think it matters though. Like I think if you've not read any of that, it doesn't matter. She's in a straight jacket. They're treating her like she's a big deal. Well, yeah, like, but, she's a but like with most things, if you do know it, it adds that little yeah subtlety there, which well, is fine. Yeah, but what I'm saying is I didn't know that, and it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. works, but it works better if you know. Yeah, sure. Also, this team I much rather read than Suicide Squad, and I don't give a crap about most of these characters. <laughs> you know, so like I just. It felt more organic. Like, he's getting a team together essentially to break into a prison. So, like, I don't know. Well, yeah, he's, he's getting... Cool. I mean, the reason why he goes after Punch is because Punch is the one person who's broke out of uh, Santa Prisca, which is supposed to be impossible. Uh, so, right. you know, it's, it's it's setting everything up. It's uh, It builds to them all quite nicely. It's very much... It's, it's almost like this weird opposite version of the uh, first Detective Comics issue of Rebirth. Yeah. Where he's like putting the team yeah. together, and he's like, "This is why, like, you know, uh, obviously Catwoman's a thief. She's sly. She gets into places. She, you know, knows mm-hmm. how to get through security. Uh, Punch has escaped. Bronze Tiger's possibly the muscle, you know. Yep. Yeah. And Wesker, I just want to know what's going on with him. Yeah, why he's the wild card. Uh-huh. If I was to speculate, I would maybe guess it's something to do with Psycho Pirate and how he might get yeah. around it because he's already screwed up and. Yeah, maybe. But I'm just gonna follow the the always sunny Philadelphia rules, which is every team needs a wild card. Sure, <laughs> sure. sure. He's Charlie Day. That's who. He is. Yeah, exactly. Oh uh, my god, Charlie Day is a ventriloquist. <laughs> oh man, I'd watch that. See if it is though. Is that, he's I, no. See, here's the thing. I don't see him as the ventriloquist. I see him as Scarface. He's sitting on someone's lap. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was gonna say, but that that's the twist on it is. <laughs> The puppet's really not there. It's he's just nuts, and you know what I mean, like, and just acts it all out, like you know what I mean, like he well, doesn't even need the puppet. Well, he's just got his hand like this. He's just like, uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't you guys see the puppet? It's right there. <laughs> oh but, god. Uh, also, I like what they did with with Bane's origin. Like they recapped it a little bit. How mm. in uh, not just the recap, but the way that that. Um, King and and Janet did that with the rising and the falling of the water in his. I only have one problem with that. Mm-hmm. So it was like what three pages at the start. There, this symmetrical thing where the water goes. It starts down, yeah. goes up, and then comes back down. Uh-huh. My one problem is the letter boxes go in the same direction on both pages. Like they really should have yeah. been symmetrical as well because it, it kind of took me out of it. Yeah, it's a small thing, but it, it really did. But yeah, but just like the layouts all throughout this book, even when. Like when you first see Bane and he's on that like throne, of, throne of skulls. Yeah, that's that's pretty metal. And then just the layout of Arkham too, like with the boxes and the center image of Batman going down the stairs. So just that that that, Janet, that splash page where he put, you know where he stood outside Arkham. Yeah, it's yep. just gorgeous. That's yeah, a, Janet's just next level artist. Yeah, so. it's a yeah. fantastic level uh, uh, looking book. It really is. It's uh. Dare I say the best looking book of the week? Um, yeah. Not to discount the others, but I, 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 there's I another book that I might me. say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But you know, just say it, it's hard to beat Janin, and the only other artist I would say would is also in this week. So <laughs> yeah, you know. Cool. Um, so yeah, that's us, Batman. Uh, it's a really promising start, and I think I enjoyed the last arc on Batman, but I feel like this already. F- 
this already feels like it's the start of something a bit more special. Yep. Yeah. I, I do have that like small little concern that when we go back to Finch now, it's just going to feel like a step down. Yeah, but it's 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 like the combo for the storm, right? Like I'll I'll put up with an arc of Finch to get back. Yeah, to but Finch is like if if I remember correctly from back before the interviews mm-hmm. at the start, this is a three part story. Mm-hmm. So Finch is doing the ending of this story here. Oh, Connor, why'd you have to bring that up? Yeah. <sighs> yeah, but Finch was doing quite well. I I think. Oh, don't get me wrong. Finch was doing pretty well. It was, it was good. But is it going to have to do the middle then? And let's exactly. Yeah, let's have Janet start it and end it. And I didn't know this is only three parts. I thought it was at least five. No, I think the first story is like over a, over a year. So it's like, but it's three uh-huh. parts. Uh, so presumably oh. the next one will be I Am Something because the first one was I Am Gotham. This part's I Am Suicide. Yeah. I am... We don't know the last one yet. I Am Batman. I'm just going to guess. I Am Batman. Probably. Either that or I am hungry. Or or they go to not and I'm not Batman. Oh. <laughs> or they've been watching this week's Flash and they go, I am Batman. Not. <laughs> you watch Flash yet? I haven't watched Flash no. yet, so I don't get that. That Just, goes over my head. Uh, that joke, you will love that joke when you watch Flash. Yeah, gotcha. I promise you that. Um, right. Yeah, that, that's Batman. So, fantastic start to the, this new arc. That'll take us on to Superman issue 9, written by Peter J. Tomasi and Patrick Leeson, art by Doug Mankey. Now, this ended up being a, just a two part story. This is a Superman and John on Monster Island with dinosaurs, and in this one, they meet the uh, the last surviving soldier um, of the, the troops. The sort of the, you know, they, they find all the, the, the graves and the the, yeah, in the uh, last issue yeah. of the losers. Yeah, and you know all this evidence of soldiers, and this is them sort of interacting with a soldier and learning about what he's, you know, how he got here, what he was doing here. About he, he talks about how he's a, uh, he's a uh, his comrades went down and how he's the last surviving one and he's missing a leg. He's a, uh, I don't know, he's one legged Nick Fury. Yeah, like, um, I thought he is uh, essentially classic Nick Fury, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, he is. Like that's Nick Fury was created to lead the Howling Commandos, and the Losers were kind of DC's version of the Commandos with the Blackhawks or the mm-hmm. Blackhawks. Yeah, the, because there's a Blackhawks plane there hmm. um, yeah. on the island and whatnot. So, uh, what was this guy's name? I'm drawing a blank. Captain Storm. Yeah, Captain Storm. Of course, it great is. name. Um, good great name. name. So it's basically just a, another fun issue after they sort of bond and stuff. The they go out try to find the uh, John's project, which is the, the transporter yep. that ported them here, and they end up getting into trouble with a bunch of monsters. And Captain Storm's like flying on the back of like a pterodactyl-looking thing because, yeah. of course, he does. <laughs> I can't sleep on that. He tamed a pterodactyl. Yeah, and the way he, that he, he said that he did it, it picked him up to eat him and to take it back to the nest, and he killed the male and tamed the mate and her babies. So he's got a flock of them, then, essentially. He's got a flock of pterodactyls, which makes me think, we need to get back to Dinosaur Island. I don't care how we get there. He tells tells the story in the cave, and it just implies he just escaped. Yeah. Or that he killed it. You know, he just got out of there, and you're like, all right. And then he whistles, and he he calls it up. He's like, oh, you're not the only one who can fly. And it's like, oh, this is so good. (laughs) 
Yeah, you got a, crypto there. A dog fight next to a pterodactyl. Like, none of yeah. this makes sense, but it's well, amazing. Last issue of Superman, I picked the panel of uh, of the the three of them flying for my panel of the yeah. week. <laughs> this just yeah. just destroyed yeah. that panel. Yeah, I mean, not. There's a giant gorilla who I'm going to assume is at least partially related to Grodd. <laughs> it seems or, similar to see, Grodd. I don't know. It looked to me like the Ultra Humanite. That's who I thought mm, it was. Yeah, I can mm. see that. For a second. I didn't think it was to do with Grodd. Well, I don't actually think it's to do with Grodd, but it reminded me of Grodd. No. He's, he's got a very Grodd-like sort of presence. I think that's just because yeah. it's a giant gorilla, to be honest. Well, well sure. He's a cybernetic guy, like Cave Carson. But, come yeah. on. We're in DC Universe. There's a giant gorilla... What's yeah, maybe maybe, maybe he's he's from a prehistoric gorilla city. Yeah, sure. There you go. Or he's the precursor to Titano. The gigantic King Kong ripoff. <laughs> oh, Matt's Y'all don't remember Titano? No, I really Titano's don't. Titano's dope. Matt's Ma- oh, whipping yeah. out some serious DC knowledge here. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, yeah, there's no whole... on deep. There's not a whole lot to say about this issue. It's just a really fun, pulpy issue. The art's great. Very fun, pulpy colours. Vibrant. Um, there is a little bit of a tease at the end. Uh, when Superman and John and Crypto come back to the real world, to go back to the fortress, uh, the actual device and the uh, the wooden leg that Superman carved... Well, I say carved. Yeah. He used his heat vision to... Well, it's still carving, he, I suppose. I feel like... He made Captain, yeah, he made Captain Storm a leg. I feel like is it still carving if you're not doing it with a blade? Like, see if you're doing it with like. Oh, you a can laser? heat carve. Yeah, sure. Yeah, no, no, no. You can you can heat carve. I was, curious, I was just curious. I wasn't sure. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, car- it carves a wooden leg from, but the wooden leg and the device go somewhere else. Else, and there's a mysterious figure. Um, we're getting a lot of mysterious figures in books recently. I feel like we've had a, quite a few of them. Uh, in my first, so like in the new Fifty Two, you had evil secret organizations, and now mm. we have se- like hidden figures. But, but it, it stood uh, in front of this big, the, the big purple eye thing that we've been seeing. Yeah, because kind of like yeah. a big purple squid. Yeah, that's just, yeah. that's the uh, plot point. Is the uh, the thing that Superman sees is it's the same in the the eye of the gorilla. It's the same stuff that he saw in the, the big squid from issue two. That was in the remember in the ice, you know, when uh, John first like revealed his jacket and all that, and he was fighting the big yeah. squid. Um, so that I didn't think that was actually connected to anything at the time, but I, I guess now they're that was a seed for something that they're they've got cooking here. So uh, mm. that's good. I'm mixing my metaphors. I do apologize, but right. yeah. Uh, so that's teasing future storylines, um, and of course, as soon as it gets to a page was a mysterious character just now on rebirth, I'm like, is it Oz? <laughs> like, and I don't think it is. It isn't this in this case. I don't think. No, but, this, this seems like someone new. Yeah, this yeah. seems like a new threat. This is a villain. It because we see the gloved hand, so it can't be ours, right? Well, I mean, it doesn't look like what we've seen from ours. No, it doesn't. Yeah. yeah, no, there's no hood. There's no, you know, none of the yeah. signifiers there. But it's just it's one of those things now where I'm just so trained in rebirth. Like as soon as there's like a mysterious figure like doing something in the background, is it yep. is ours? <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> No, it was a fun issue. Uh, yeah. Enjoyed yep. a lot. Yeah. I, I will say I'm looking forward to getting Gleason back on our next arc. Okay. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Every, everyone else has been great, but Gleason's oh, has Gleason's, always been a... a, yeah. been a well, Gleason and Monkey are close, too. They used to share a workspace. Yeah. So, like, it's... You know, you can still feel the presence there. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to beat Superman and dinosaurs in one book. And then he added a, a gigantic gorilla, like 
It's it's taking all your boxes, isn't it? It is. Oh. Yeah. So, pretty simple. Uh, just a fun adventurous book. So we'll move on to Trinity issue two, with uh, Francis Manipal doing well everything pretty much. Um, Again. Yeah. So. This, of course, we had the big cliffhanger at the end of the last issue, which really threw us, because we had no idea what the hell was going on. Yep. Because it was presented very weird, you know, the Trinity go into the barn, and they see Pa Kent and young Clark, and that's where we left off, and I was like, what the hell's going on? Now, admittedly, the reveal at the end of this issue makes complete sense, and now we completely understand it. But Mm -hmm. at the time, it was like, you know, proper mind-boggling. So... Black Mercy and Poison Ivy, of all things. So, yeah. It's a team up that kind of makes perfect sense. Like it's a yeah, combination. It makes so much sense that it's like, hang on, has this not been done before? Oh, yeah. I'm not questioning the team up. The team up does make sense. The part of, the reason why I say in Poison Ivy, of all people, is that before they revealed that, I would never have guessed Poison Ivy had anything to do with anything in this book. <laughs> like, nope. See, now I want to know where's the thing from Wonder Woman's villains coming in? Yep. Well, she, not to jump forward, but in her final dialogue box, talks about how they're going to be taken care of inside the Black Mercy dream. So there's something else going on. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, she's got them in the Black Mercy for a reason. She's up to something, Uh uh, possibly with someone else. But um, the book was, again, very good at uh, keeping the continuity of all the other books. And Wonder Woman mentioned not going back to Themyscira. Um, mm-hmm. and so on and various stuff uh, but most of this was Superman dealing with the fact that he was talking to Pa Kent when Pa Kent assumed that it was Clark's father because he looks like yeah. him he's got the big you know the emblem he's like oh you look like the people who sent him here you know kind of thing um, and he's like terrified that he's going to take his son away and it's actually oddly well not oddly but it's like very touching and very kind of, what's the word to describe it? You know, Superman obviously isn't there to harm him because it's his, you know, that's him. Right. But it's it's almost bittersweet. Yeah. Because yeah. he's like, oh, I've got a chance to talk to him again, but he's scared of him. He can't reveal who he is because they're thinking time travel, right? Yeah. And he can't... Uh, which cracks me up with Batman because Batman's not talking to anybody. Yeah. Well, right? Batman, Batman's entire... on point. Batman, yeah. this Batman would not approve of uh, the way right. Barry Allen keeps messing up the timeline on the Flash yeah. TV show because this Batman yes. is very well aware that you don't want to affect things in the past. Now, of course, we know this yeah. doesn't matter by the end of this year because it's not actually time travel. But Right, but to them it is. Yeah. And so the fact that like, even when he talks to Wonder Woman, it's in hushed tones because yeah. he doesn't want to disturb anything. Yeah, and... so I don't want to blow that, that blade of grass yeah. too hard. And so that just cracked me up and... But no, with, with Pa Kent, and like, you're not going to take my son away, are you? And the whole heart attack thing, which they're they're starting to get back into the continuity, because up until now, the the New 52 continuity was that they died in a weird car accident, right? Because of mixopidolic and that oh, whole yeah. thing in let's, action. Let's, let's not talk about it. Right, so, <laughs> but I like that they're getting back to traditional Superman mythos. Well, this is, this where... is, this is the thing, though. The Black Mercy will base this on... That's Clark's memories, Clark's you know. Memories. So yeah, it makes sense that it's more like original Kent and all that story, right? And so, so no, it's a, it's a yeah. very very touching story actually. Uh, yeah, every t- so. every 
every time Clark and Pass speak to each other, it's very... And obviously we should mention that uh, young Clark goes missing. He like runs off or whatever uh, yeah. when all this goes down. So they actually spend a lot of their show looking for him. And they, fi- they find a river that's laced with kryptonite. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, Jack, that was well. what started to get me that something's not adding up. Because up to uh, that point, I was like, this could still be time travel. Because even yeah. the opening, I think we have one of the opening couple of caption boxes says Smallville yeah. some when. Yeah. So... But yeah, so he falls into the Kryptonite River, and and young Clark had kind of disappeared, right? Like, because he had followed that weird voice mm. uh, through there. So, uh, and then of course we get the Poison Ivy reveal at the end a, with John. Before that, when when Park Kemp pulls Clark out of the, the river mm. and he gives him that little little speech, oh, that's best bit. So yeah. good. Well, that's also where he taught him to swim, right? And the fact that he's not swimming. Yeah, like there's that. That also the the scene that got me was that John waiting for his dad to come back and he fell asleep at the windowsill. Mm. Yeah, you know. And then Lois has that talk with him. It was like, you know, now that your dad's full time Superman again, like he might not be there to wake you up. And you know, that's just the little small things. Yeah, and like speaking that, of that, John, he uh, like Poison Ivy sees him go near the barn because. It, at one point, like John goes out there to investigate because he's starting yeah. to think weird things are going on, mm-hmm. and John's not affected for whatever reason. Mm. Um, like I, I wouldn't necessarily jump to the conclusion that he should be affected, but Poison Ivy seems to think that he should be. So I will take that to mean that for some reason John is either immune or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. Mm. But Poison Ivy drawn by Manipal, uh looks like classic costume yeah, yeah. fantastic yeah. yeah that's the other thing oh. i mean i assume this was the other book with the possible best start of the week that we were talking about oh yeah yep easy yeah yeah, yeah usually this the trench would have coat, no competition yeah i was gonna say the, the trench coat with the leaf beard because boys and ivy's in disguise mm. that was a nice little touch so you don't I, like, I like the trench stuff. coat in general. I think, like, I don't know. I think it works. If she leaves it on but open, I think it kind of really works. Yeah. 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 It's also worth mentioning that Clark's not actually been back in Smallville for like a, such a long time at this point. So yeah. even him being kind of homesick and like feeling the 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 place and all that, which yeah. is a very Black Mercy thing. It's, it's putting people back in places they've not been able to go back to. Yeah. Mm. It's a, basically a nostalgia drug. Like, yeah. You know? Uh, I mean, because that's my favorite Superman story of all time is for the man who has everything. And that's the Black Mercy issue. So, like, it's, it's great to see him play on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, fantastic stuff. Uh, again, Trinity is definitely one of the books to look out for. Um, we're going and... to Gotham next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which now we're going to get, yeah, Batman's, you know, so... Are his parents going to be there? Is it going to be Alfred? Like, what are I we? I can't going to wait do? to see him trying not to mess anything up in the timeline. Yeah. In 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 his own town. Yep. Oh, that's going to be so good. Yeah. But that's that's the thing too about Manipal is he's nailing all the characters. Like, it's not fair that he can nail all the characters and draw them all. I, it's not, is it? I would suspect no. then if the next issue is in Gotham, that the issue after that will be in Themyscira, and yeah. then the last issue of the arc would be them coming out and dealing with. 
things. My, what I really want to know is, do they give them a reason for going to Gotham, or do they just appear like like in a dream? Well, like, think, are they just in Gotham. Well, think about the way it transitioned into this in the end right. of the last issue. It just it was open a door, and there we are. And they were there, yeah. yeah. So, but that was when so they could go when behind they that cave it. and end up in Gotham. You know what I mean? Uh, that's true. Yeah, or maybe they're, look, they're still looking for young Clark, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, maybe they go into that cave and they end up in the back cave. It's just like yeah. it's that weird way that dreams kind of merge places that shouldn't be together together. Yep. I hope Batman notices. <laughs> of course, I think he should notice. And but yeah. yeah, well, he he should be the one that realizes they're in Black Mercy or whatever. Like yeah, yeah, you well, know. Well, it doesn't seem like they're unaware of like because they all they're all aware that they're somewhere they shouldn't be. So I don't right. f- for a second think that they're going to wander through the cave, get to the back cave, and go, "Oh, this is normal." No, they're going to question it and go, "Wait a minute, we're in the back yeah. cave now." Yeah. yeah. So yeah, um, but yeah. No, uh, fantastic stuff, really is. Uh, so that'll take us on to Justice League issue seven. Uh, notice that we did Trinity before Justice League. That's me putting it in the. Mm. Uh, it's rightful place. It's rightful place. Yeah. Uh, so Justice League issue seven. Uh, Brian Hitch writing and uh, Jesus Marino on art. And this was the second half of kind of a two-part story, um, where all the Justice League have been infected with, uh, I guess, fear is the best way of putting it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and I thought this was going to be a longer arc, but it seems like it's a two-parter that sets up at least some character stuff for the next arc. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Uh, most of it is Superman trying to kill Batman, but then do you, do you know what the thing about this issue is though? Is I like I still have a lot of the same complaints. I still think it was a weak issue because of the execution, but I actually think a lot of the concepts that are going into it are actually quite good. Like yeah, because like so Superman's trying to kill Batman, and Batman because he's also been affected by this stuff is basically yeah, just do it, kill me, just go ahead, kill me, I deserve it, and. <laughs> yeah. In my misery. Yeah. And they stop because they both realise that they're not supposed to be acting like this, but they still feel it. Like, Superman still feels angry at Batman, and Batman still feels, well, I guess, suicidal. <laughs> um, but they stop because they are smart enough to realise that this is not how they typically act. Yeah. That uh, scene where they're both just sat yeah. there in, in the Batcave, just on the floor. Yeah, they're sitting great. on the floor, yeah. It's, it's a really good image. And it's like, I kind of wish this was written better because this is actually a really good idea. Yeah, it's this is actually one where I feel like this could have done with another issue or two, because yeah. I feel like it kind of really gets brushed over, especially people like uh, like Simon. Like, especially when it's a story about fear, you expect the Green Lanterns here to be, you know, at the, yeah. at the forefront, and Jessica definitely. I don't, I don't is. know if you know this, but he's a new Lantern, and he was in jail, <laughs> and Jessica has anxiety and didn't leave her house for four years, so. Do they touch on that in, in Justice League? Uh, Jessica's does a bit. Okay. Yeah, well, but it makes sense to be uh, fair. Yeah, it's relevant here, like because she's specifically going through yeah. like these few effects and it sort of. I but, I just want to make sure everyone was aware of this. So. Yeah, don't worry, Matt. We're very well aware. It's it's fine. Okay, it's we're fine. good. We're good. Um, but yeah, so she she's freaking out. Barry's like having this existential crisis because everyone's too slow for him and. He's all alone because of it. Um, but they at the grocery store. But it's yeah. it's the same thing where they it's not just that they feel afraid; it's they they kind of 
feel bad about like what they could be doing like feel guilty yeah because well it kind of wears off at the end i think but they all kind of like realized that it was based in like some truth like in some weird way like the the emotions that got heightened were things that were really there deep down in some sort of subtle way like, like batman felt guilty about having jason killed yeah like batman's yeah because he even mentions that he feels guilty for every neck that the jokers look broken or no, yeah. every person that the jokers killed he's sorry that he's not snapped the joker's neck you know I just want to touch on real quick that the way that Connor made it sound was like that that metric got a hit on Jason. I, I realized that as I learned it. And, I was gonna <laughs> so, re- and that I was is gonna a redo Freudian it. slip. Yeah, that was a Freudian slip of how he feels about Red Hood. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, um, you know, I like it, the thing that just on that, but Barry was saying how he's each breath for people is like a lifetime for him if he wants to be. Mm-hmm. And he could literally just change the world and make it such a much better place, but he hasn't done that. Yeah, so he's feeling guilty about that, and they're they're all feeling like, it, like so I like these ideas, and this could have been a really great story, but it does kind of rush through it. It kind of is very clunky. Some of the dialogue just kind of doesn't flow at all, um, or some of the narration, I should say, and yeah, it all basically ends with Jessica deciding that she's leaving the Justice League. Yeah, and I feel like it'll be temporary. I'm no doubt she'll be back before long. Yeah. Because she's got to have a thing with with Barry still. Yeah, got to happen, uh, right? Well, interestingly, though, they don't actually end that. She because he says, "What about us?" and she, she just says, uh, "Take it slow, Flash." That's true. Which I took as more of a yeah, we're continuing this, but just you know, yeah. So don't, don't rush. Yeah, control oh. that super speed of yours, and uh, you know, that hmm. uh, man alive has a whole new meaning. Uh, but he can literally vibrate every part of his body. I think the ladies will like him just the same. Uh, you know. Well, this explains all of his girlfriends, from Patty Smithit to Iris to Mina. That's true. Everyone's popular with the ladies. Yeah. Gets around, doesn't he? But not as popular as Dick. Because <laughs> he's Dick. I mean, Pete loves Dick. I do love Dick. Dick's great. Yes. Well. Speaking of, can we move on to that? Um, I don't well, know if that's next, but I think I'm just I'm bored of Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, fine, but I'm kind of done with it. Hold on a sec, just just one second. Justice League, yes, is kind of weak, and yes, I'm going to keep reading it because I it too. feels weird not reading Justice League. And since I have dropped uh, Cyborg and spoilers, I have dropped Aquaman. Um, you know, these these weeks are a bit later, so I can put up with Justice League a bit more, and it's at least a little bit easier to get through because. I'm kind of jumping to Aquaman here, but I didn't read this week's Aquaman, so I I'm not talking about this issue. I'm just talking about Aquaman in general. One of the problems with Aquaman that I was really feeling in the last couple of issues is that other than Aquaman, like sure, you get, this is why I was so excited for when we'd get maybe the FBI agents on air, on land mm-hmm. or the uh, the new Royal Navy women, right? They at least had some character. The problem with Aquaman is that every single person who lives in Atlantis has the exact same serious face, we don't trust land people attitude. They're all the exact goddamn same. None of them differentiate. There isn't a single Atlantean who's got a jokey personality. There isn't one who's, you know, more scared or whatever. They're all... Atlanteans, humorless people. Yeah. They're all so one note. And it would be fine if it was some of them and then some of them were different, but they're all the same. And at least with Justice League, as much as it's kind of weak, they are all a very different mix of characters. So at least, you know... 
Jessica's flirting with Barry and Simon's being a douche and you know Batman's being. I, I will say Batman. I like that Cyborg still goes and plays football, but he uses his boom tubes. That's just cheating. That's just that's just not sportsmanship. Yeah, but but like he can said, play for the Patriots. But, and that's the case. But, like they said, at least he doesn't invite Flash anymore or Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Matt, he, he goes for a touchdown, but he boom tubes to the other end of the, the pitch. So he, so, so he throws himself a touchdown. Basically. Yeah, yeah, and then mocks them. He's like, where's your defense, guys? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's cheating. <laughs> it's, like, it's like playing football with Nightcrawler. It's, it's, using <laughs> your, it's using your God-given abilities, even if this case well, it's not even it because your his aren't, father. <laughs> his, his are new God-given abilities, <laughs> and even then, that's performance-enhancing. He has his are performance enhancing yeah. devices, not drugs. Yeah. So and even then, even then, the boom tubes weren't part of his upgrades originally. That was like a, a yeah. supplement. New, new, new gods count. No. That's a, it's still a god given ability. Just yeah. Uh, there. Yeah. So I, I don't know where the uh, next issue is going, but I, it definitely implies that they're all going to be feeling kind of disconnected because of everything that came up. Yeah, during it this says emotional. that there's going to be consequences, doesn't it? Although I kind of don't believe that. Part of me hopes there isn't, just because I, I kind of feel like it would be a good I'm, I'm story, but yeah. it wouldn't be here, so... It just, again, just because I, I didn't read this, I dropped it, but it just sounds like they are are doing what we've complained about, where this feels like it should be later in an arc. Like, if you're going to break them up, why wait till issue, like, what is it, seven? Eight? Mm-hmm. Like, like, get a couple arcs in and then do the story. Mm, yeah. You know, probably would have had more impact then. Yeah, it feels yeah, like, right? like, a, like I say, some good concepts, but it just, yeah, Hitch just isn't that great a writer. It's a shame, but he's not. Um, all right, let's move on to Nightwing issue seven, which is written by Tim Seeley and art by uh, Javier Fernandez. Did we enjoy this issue? Yes. Of course. Good. It, it continues Seely doing what he did with King in Grayson, where they set up a plot point and you think it's going to be important, and then they just resolve it in the next issue. Yeah. It's so like when we last saw Raptor, he had given the names of the Parliament of Owls to Cobra, and I was thinking, like, oh, this is going to be the whole point of the next arc is Cobra coming for the Owls and the Owls re-recruiting Nightwing to protect him. Nah, here comes Cobra just wiping out a Parliament section nightwing is kind part. of the the comic version of agents of shield in where the pacing just surprises you it's like oh okay that's yeah. already yeah, yeah yeah um so yeah cobra assassinates a bunch of uh, the department of vowels nightwing puts two and two together and realizes what's happened here that so like because uh someone from spiral says oh the signal's been bounced back to someone else like it's been duplicated so nightwing puts it together realizes more or less what's happened and goes after uh, old, uh, what was his face? Raptor. Raptor. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, uh, do you know what? I'm reading so many comics and watching so many TV shows right now. I've got so many names swimming in my head that they're all just kind of yeah. fighting to be remembered. But, yeah, they, they have a confrontation. Nightwing properly uh, lets off at them. I actually, I really enjoy the art during this, this argument. Because um, yeah, you feel Dick's anger. Yeah, the rage, yeah. The, the the panel specifically where he's screaming at him, uh, you mm-hmm. use me. I love the use of shadows on that panel. Like, half mm-hmm. his face is covered in darkness. It's very, you know, um, striking and contrasting. Mm-hmm. 
to use yeah. a word that's not real. Um, but <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, uh, you feel the emotion and the uh, the scene, and then the the fight that it goes into. Just just gonna say, I love how you see his eyes behind that the eye mask. Mm. Like there's yep. just enough of them to see his eye, and it really works. Yeah. Um. So Raptor eventually, after uh, poisoning Dick, that's how he kind of wins the fight. He, he poisons Dick, and Dick goes <laughs> down with a drink dirt to the neck, like yeah. such yeah. a dick move in it. Yeah, it is. Oh, well, that's that's poor, Raptor. Poor, <laughs> poor show, Connor. That was terrible. Uh, it, it couldn't be helped. That was a no, terrible. But point. I was gonna say that is that is Raptor though, as he is just a nasty man. And a, and a pretty much a jerk. Like, well, the funny thing is, is they kept playing with it. It kept going back and forth during the first arc, and then it kind of did that at the start with the meeting here, where he's like, "Oh yeah, I sold it to them, but then I used all the money for uh, all the victims the of refu- yeah the refugees that they were going to turn into slaves." So yeah, Cobra's the lesser evil, or Cobra's evil, but they're the lesser evil than mm, the yeah. Parliament. So let them take each other out. And Joe's funny here. It kind of turns into a. Uh, Hunter's all in a little bit. There's yeah, uh, some needs... serious uh, Zoom stuff going on here because he, he basically says that Dick needs more tragedy, that he's not like suffered enough oh. to like go past the point that he needs to to become in what Raptor believes is the correct type of uh, hero or vigilante. Well, he feels, yeah, he feels like he's gone soft being raised yeah. by Bruce Wayne off the streets. Like he's been in his ivory tower, even though, you know, Raptor may not know what he's gone through as Robin. Right, like oh, he definitely does. I mean, look at that. Well, wall. no, I mean like the, I mean like the training and the, you know what I mean. Hmm. Like, yeah. I, I wouldn't consider Grayson to be soft. Like, I don't think any of the well, Robins. I, I think that's the point that we don't consider him yeah. soft, but by Raptor right. standards, that is because I think he does know what he's been through. Because look how detailed that wall is, and he always, yeah. he, he, like way back in the first issue, he said, "Oh, forget what All Batman right, brought you." Don't, don't rush over the wall. See what the wall is. Yeah. Oh, so there's so, a big, massive conspiracy wall, is what I'm going to... Because that's essentially yeah. what it is, just chronicling everything Imagine since uh, Robin. a detective's office with a big board with all the, the strings and the photos and all that kind of thing. Yeah, it's... Conspiracy basically, wall. when you either... Either you have a detective or a crazy person. Those are the only two people that uses a wall like that. Yeah. In in pop culture, like, stories and stuff. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I use it to plan my shopping, but, you know... Well, yeah. That's, I, I figured, Pete. That's why oh. I, I ran uh, back a little. Brainiacing. You're brainiacing. I stopped myself and thought, no, DC one, <laughs> DC version. Brainiacing. Um, right. So, yeah. So he decides that he needs to suffer more tragedy. So he kind of knew where this was going. It cuts to Bruce and Alfred, and Bruce is going to make a, uh, you know, a, a speech. And I love that this is actually kind of tying into Monster Men, because they mention this attack in the yeah. city. And this, was, this is what this uh, press, press uh, event's for. It's for them say oh the city's safe to walk in again and we're rebuilding and so on um, press so, conference is the word you're looking for <laughs> press event still works no i know but that's like you you, you does that was after last time you still didn't know it i said i'm just gonna give you the word now you know it well i knew it i knew press conference the word just slipped my mind so i went with an alternative i know it slipped your mind that's why i thought i'll help you out no but you said that as if i didn't i'd never heard of the word before <laughs> no obviously you have but you were you're clearly struggling Look, sometimes I forget words when I'm in the heat of passion talking about something, all right? You know what this is going to lead to? He's going to make a word wall like a shopping wall. 
<laughs> Every time he needs it, he just glances off. Oh. Really. If you ever see Pete just glancing off for a corner, he's checking his word wall. Oh, I'm going to kill Connor one of these days. <laughs> I've not. Yeah, there's going to be a Connor wall. <laughs> I, I, I have not. Some... Oh, God, I'm not going to put pictures of Connor up. You kidding me? That just depressed me. <laughs> That's how Connor gets power. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's like Freddy Krueger. If you don't say his name, if you don't believe the ginger exists, they'll lose all their power. <laughs> Anyways, it's Nightwing. So, yeah. so Raptor uh, shows up at this event, and I thought Bruce handled it pretty well. <laughs> um, Bruce does try and handle it quite well, but Raptor, of course, is a rambunctious fellow and takes out some guards, goes right up to Bruce's face, and whispers to him that he knows he's Batman. And it's, I love that uh, he just like calls him on his stuff. It's like, there right, you go then. You can find me. You can do it. Mm. You're not gonna. Yeah. Because yeah. everyone's gonna know then. Why does this billionaire know how to fight? Well, yeah. yeah, that's actually one of the parts of the, the storytelling here that I love is we get these panels of like uh, Bruce's face is angry and then it's like his fist is clenching, like he's getting ready to throw down. Because I have no doubt in my head he can take Raptor. Yeah. You know, yeah. he can yeah. do this, right? He's part of Brown Tiger and Batman. Well. You know. I didn't get any of that. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa. I said he's he's part of Brown Tiger and yeah. Batman. You know, so yeah, yeah. So yeah, but again, the whole idea of his fist like unclenches yeah. because obviously he's in public. There's people in front of him. He can't reveal that he, you know, your know, questions will be asked if he suddenly takes on this assassin as if he's a trained martial artist. Um, so yeah, he kidnaps Batman and then <laughs> uh, get some Damien love. Let me see Damien and Damien and Dick yep. interacting is always good fun and. Uh, so Damien is coming along with uh, well he wants to come along with Dick and try and rescue Batman but uh, Dick is adamant that he should not come that he should go on his own and our final cliffhanger of the issue is Dick picks up a photo of his mother and a younger raptor uh, in the circus and I'll just say this now I really hope they, they don't do the he's really your father thing I hope that's not the case no, that's, no, that's my worry as well. But the fact that that seems so obvious as the yeah, thing to do yeah. from this cliffhanger makes me think, nah, it can't be that. Yeah. yeah, and to go back to what I was talking about, him being soft, is that's the main point. Is like he's circus people, and they live a hard scrabble life, and and Dick Grayson's gotten away from that by being raised by Bruce. So I almost feel like Raptor is going to be the representative from the circus. That's just like you could have lived a different life. And still done what you needed to do, being a hero. Well, you know, Joe. What's fun about this is, uh, Celia said in uh, interviews and stuff that the the first two years of Nightwing, which I assume he's got planned, then if he's if he's talking about it that way, uh, is all about building Dick's Rogues Gallery, like giving Nightwing his yeah. own gallery of villains. And Raptor's obviously the first one of these. So it's nice. It's nice that he's building up. Because Dick, you know, Nightwing has had like, you know, a hundred and what, 70 issues or something like that in the first run of Nightwing. Yeah. You know, it was a big it was basically run. Blockbuster and Tarantula, right? Like, yeah. But he didn't really get any, like, come to mind. you know, villains that you'd want to return and stuff you'd be excited about. Yeah. I mean, it was enjoyable stuff, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, but that's what I, I feel like Raptor's not going to end up being a villain. I feel like Raptor's going to. He's an anti hero. I wonder if he'll have a similar relationship with Dick that uh, Flash and the Rogues have. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe when he said, oh, he's going to build up his Rogues, he, me- he meant it literally. Yeah. Well, maybe. <laughs> uh, or maybe maybe it's almost more like Jason in Batman. Well, you know, Jason yeah. of old who was actually killing people um, because of the way he is so 
dubious and we'll just let the Parliament of Elves get assassinated. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah, like, he is very much Red Hood adjacent, you know? Like, yeah, he's right there next to him. But yeah, so that's uh, Nightwing. Uh, I will say, I really hope Damien just ignores him and goes along to help out in the next issue oh, anyway. Too. Yeah. Because uh, obviously, yeah. Oh, Damien also, and Dick that... is the best pairing. Also, I, that, I, I um, love that Dick... Uh, Dick Dick's Beast. Like, I love that Damien yeah. refers to Dick as Grayson. He just, he just calls yeah. him Grayson. Oh. Yeah. It's great. I love it. Um, Alright, let's move on to Green Arrow, issue 9, which is written by Benjamin Percy and art by Stephen Byrne. Um, unfortunately, this kind of shared a lot of the same issues I had with the last issue. Yep. Yeah, and I want to start by saying... I miss Schmidt. Because we had him back last time, didn't we? Uh, one of the recent issues. I don't know if it was the last one, but certainly recently, yeah. No, it was the last one. Was it the last one? Because I, th- cause I, I thought we had we had Burn for the two Emiko issues. Mm. Yeah. And then we got Schmidt back, and I thought, oh, okay, right. he's on it for this arc. And then this is the second part of that arc, and we're back to Burn, and I was like, oh. I, I didn't mind the, the art, because I do like Burn. Like, again, I do yeah. as well. We keep talking about Percy keeps scoring these awesome artists. Throughout mm. his screenliner, yeah, like, I, I think the so, art's the art's one of the best parts of the, the issue. Like the art's great. Oh, yeah, certainly the, the story the art is great. But I was like, I went into it expecting Schmidt because because that's what we got last time. Yeah, sure. And then when I opened it, it was just, just a little moment of disappointment. And you know, yeah. the fact is, is the stuff that I liked in the in the, the issue that you know is the stuff that I've been liking since the start. The best stuff in here was Green Arrow and Black Canary's chemistry. And you know, there's like a moment where she looks, glances over at him, and uh, the the guy that they meet like talks I about. I still it. feel like none of this is earned. I feel like we're just being told how crazy they are with each other, and I don't feel like we spent enough time with them. Well, but this is the thing, though. I don't think we're just being told here. This is like getting told through the art. Like we're seeing it in glances, and I think that's really good storytelling. Mm. Yeah, but it just to me, it's going off the familiarity from before the New Fifty Two, like. Than it is from this new status quo that they reestablished. Well, maybe like, again, the relationship is just—it feels hollow to me. Like, yeah, it's good, and the glances and the art is all fine, but I just feel them going back and forth like an old married couple. It's just too and quick. Only, for, yeah. yeah, like okay, I get like, that. This is old Ollie and Dinah. But maybe, and that's fine. No, but Matt, maybe you could argue that they are feeling those feelings from before. Like this is part of yeah, whatever's going well, on. Then, like. I hope they address that, just because other than that, it's making it a very odd read. Well, in a weird way, they kind of set it up, because in the Rebirth one-shot, like, they had that whole thing where both of them, like, you know, that remember that page where it was, like, them side by side, and it showed yeah. how empty and alone they both felt? Like, they both yeah. had something missing, and then meeting again maybe kind of kindled that off, so maybe it is kind of thing, you know, kind of thing where they'll always find each other kind of idea. I hope. I guess this feels like a different Black Canary than we're getting in Bird's Bray. So, I don't know. It's just just Smith's take. I don't know. Like Connor was trying to say, too. It, it just feels rushed. and you know. But I enjoy it, so it's weird. Like I like old Ollie and Dinah and their dynamic. I just feel here... Maybe, you feel maybe they shouldn't have just jumped straight back to it. They should have built up a bit. Yeah. Hmm. Have them yeah. team up a little. Just But like the old married couple shtick, and they're going like they're, they're trading barbs while they're fighting. Like this group that, See, that's think, indebted to the. I think my problem with that complaint is though is that is the best part of the book and that's the part I'm really enjoying because I think the bigger problem with the book is the the pacing of the the story 
the the some of the, the weird elements of it. Like they they meet this guy who I can't remember his name, but he you know like and you know Diggle meets Ara. his wife. Sorry. And it's Ara and Anna. Oh, there you go. Oh, and yeah. Anna. Yeah. Right. right. So, but like he like he sort of attacks him at first, and he like hurts his leg, and. Yeah. The next time we see him, he's just spouting exposition to them. Oh, this is how I got to the island. This is what we do. And I'm like, why is he telling them all this? Yeah. Did they even ask? I don't think even think they asked. No. And this is this is like the worst aspects of Percy before Rebirth. Is a lot of this type of stuff happened. But, like, you got away with it. And he throws a cyborg barrier. So you kind of roll with it. And a medicine man that rides the cyborg bear. And I can't be mad at that. <laughs> Because, like, that's such cool visual imagery, and it's so comic book and, and again, almost grindhouse-y. Like, he's throwing stuff together that shouldn't go together. And the, the half-burned Anna, like, like she wasn't fully committed to the Ninth Circle, right? Like, yeah. I feel like what it is, is he kind of throws out all these plot exposition stuff as an excuse to have the ridiculous fun parts instead yeah. of the other way around. Like, they, instead of them just being part of the story. And again, it just feels unearned. Yeah, so, so like I think it doesn't flow very well, and I felt really weird about the cliffhanger. Like they, they go through this secret like tunnel to, or they get into this secret tunnel, which is meant to take them back to Seattle because this was built yeah. however long ago, and like there's just this cliffhanger where it's like, oh crap, there's a train coming. We're probably all going to die. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, it wasn't just a random tunnel. They did say it was a railway. Well, yeah. no, 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 I know, but, like, just just the idea that that's what we're ending, like, at the start of this issue, if you had told me, oh, by the way, the cliffhanger of this issue is that they're on a set of train tracks in, like, a subway-style thing, and they may get hit, I'm like, what? How did we get there? And you read <laughs> well, this issue, and I don't really feel like it justifies getting us there. Oh, that's fair. No, and also the title, Island of Scars, I felt this was going to be a much longer thing, mm, and yeah. I don't feel like I, like, it, it doesn't match. Like even even if it's like it's not the same island, you feel like there should be addressing, you know. There should be the, a survival aspect, and they kind of like they find this medicine man, and here's Mystic Cave. Here you go. Yeah. Uh, there was like one night of survivalness. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm glad it's not just like the the island story again, but so much of oh, it's of just not, not added up to make sense. Because one of the big things we had last week or last issue was. Like we thought, surviving they, the bears. We we thought Black Canary was a was a figment of his imagination, but then Diggle was randomly there, so what, they all just shipwrecked and like yeah. you know it wasn't made very clear. There was a lot of weird questions that we were asking that weren't intentional, like oh what's going on, what's this? Like it wasn't mystery. It was just I'm confused because of the storytelling isn't yep. clear. Yeah, you know that's yep. what it was, and I feel like this issue just kind of was more of that. So hopefully this clears up. Uh, as we go further through this arc, if this is still the arc, or if that was a two-parter, and now it's no, not I think that's two-parter. It's on yeah. the next one, set on the train. Yeah, but is that, cool. is that still the same arc, though? Or is... No. No. I no, think this cause... is just a, like a breather little two-parter. Like, when After they collect it, I'm sure... Yeah, this this will be, be in that trade, but, you know, not necessarily the focal point of it. Yeah, you know? they'll probably have the two Emmy issues, mm-hmm. these two, and the next there's going to be at least one on the train and we'll see yeah. what comes after that after that might be the start of the next arc so it might be a five yeah. issue five issue trade yeah okay it just feels really weird I don't yeah 
the flow, mean, the flow is not there, and it's funny because we were saying during the Emmy two part, like, oh, we kind of we're enjoying this, but we're looking forward to coming back to Ollie. And I feel like, no, no, I was enjoying the Emmy one more than this now. Yeah, I was just gonna say that she fought a dragon. That should make like sense. We need and it makes to do way is, more sense. We need to get them all back together, and because mm-hmm. this kind of felt disconnected. Like, what was the point of this? Is is my biggest question. I, the well, Emmy stuff, it was a break, but I understood what its purpose was in the long run. Well, it was well, some... you're kind of setting up Ada and Anna because they are the for, for all the stuff that we were getting about Ollie being this liberal guy, and he's all words, not actions. You feel like the backstory of Ada and Anna, they're in the same spot, but they're further to one direction, especially yeah. Ada. You know, mm. and so I feel like this is gonna re-kick the actions over words for Ollie once he gets back to Seattle. Yeah, you know, because, I hope so. I, I do want because to have... Broderick was the one that brought the trouble to the island. They, they specifically say that. He brought the Ninth Circle there yeah. and kind of upset Harmony that the couple had there. So I just, I just hope it has some sort of point because at the minute it doesn't. It just feels disconnected. Like the Emmy stuff, while a separate adventure, made sense as a logical place to go. settling Shadow's debt. Right. Yeah, but it just—it was relevant to her character, and it built her character right. to a place where she can be more part of the team and be more of a hero because she's had this learning experience. It felt like it was a point to it. Whereas this just kind of feels like they're on it an island. It feels for like, oh, well, let's just kind of kill some time before we get back to Seattle. Yeah, yeah. That—that's what this feels like, unfortunately. That's a shame, but hey ho. Mm. So that's art, uh, though. Yeah, that was great. Like yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, I just wanted to leave it on a positive. That's okay. All. Gorgeous looking <laughs> book, sure. Um, all right, that'll take us on to Green Lantern's issue nine, which is written by Sam Humphreys and art by Robson Roca. And Jesus, this is the third good issue in a row of uh, Green Lanterns. What's happening? Yeah, you take out the color cores and look what you get. And this is a, a really interesting issue. It's a very fun singular concept issue where he explains the backstory of the guy who was seen at the end of the last issue uh, yeah. on his way to the city. Yeah. This, this so, also didn't start the same way as yeah. every other issue. But I, I have not. the feeling that when he does eventually get a ring, he'll be like, oh, what was his name again? Because this was one of the first ones I read. Um, uh, Frank Leminski. Yeah, let me see. My name's Frank Leminski, and I've always <laughs> been second best. You know? <laughs> like, that. that's where this is going to go. But... I, this guy, he makes, and I'm a Guy Gardner fan, but I get how intolerable Guy Gardner is. <laughs> this guy made Guy Gardner look like a shining star. Do, do, do you know what I liked about this issue, though? Right, because obviously the whole thing is basically yeah. his story all up until the mm-hmm. point of why he's coming to the city, right? Right. And the whole mm-hmm. the whole idea is, is that he was a test pilot, much like Hal, and but he wasn't that good. He, he kind of you know flunked a lot. Zero charisma, right? Yeah. Like if Hal is all charisma. This guy's the opposite. Yeah, and the idea is when you know Hal first appears as Green Lantern, and then he sees more of them, he becomes determined that this is what he wants. He's going to be a Green Lantern. This is what he's destined for. So he trains. He even tries to be like a a, a vigilante himself. He tries to. He gets a job at Arkham guarding the Joker because he wants to prove uh, that he doesn't feel fear, which is actually fear. a really fun. It's a really fun. Uh, there was page actually, but like all that stuff's really fun. But do you know what I loved about this? Do you know what I really loved about it? is that I got to see Hal, John, and Guy, and even Kyle, all yeah. being Green Lanterns on Earth in their old school ways, and it made me want a proper Green Lantern book. Not that, this, not that I'm discounting this one, but what I mean is, yeah. I want a book with those characters 
being cops on Earth. Yeah. Like, seriously. I don't Can want I them also, in space doing things. I love how young John and Guy look. Yeah. yeah. Oh, John's got the uh, the mini throw. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Guy looks proper young as well, like with yeah. the big grin. And also we got the Justice League International there that they threw yeah. in with Guy. Yeah. You know, so... Uh, and then Kyle and his traditional stuff with his crab mask. Um, but yeah, like it is a stupid mask, but it's Kyle's mask, you know, (laughs) but yeah. Yeah. So, and yeah, he just, he's not good at anything. I'm bad. He was, I mean, I bet he was good at guarding Joker because he didn't have to do much but stand there. Well, see, I I didn't take it so much that he's bad at things. He's just not exceptional at them. He's, you know, he's adequate at everything he does. Yeah, the, like the thing is, with the, even going back to the start where he flunks up in the, the, the fire pilot test thing, that was something they were supposed to be having Hal doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that was who yeah. was scheduled, their top pilot. And it's yeah. like, well, okay. Well, and then they, they ground him and they, they're like, well, we're going to take your uh, wings away because like, you're never in a plane anymore, man. Yeah. yeah so it's, uh, that was fun. And then, yeah, all of the stuff he's trying to do, he goes from doing the pull-ups to the one arm pull-ups holding the brick in the chain. I love how he gets oh, more ripped oh, as the issue goes on. You, you, yeah. say, you say brick. It was actually one of those uh, big cylinder blocks. <laughs> well, cinder blocks, yeah. Cinder yeah, blocks. Yeah, cinder block. Like, but yeah, so... And then, so I was all hyped, and then we get to the end, and I was just like, oh, God, of course we can't have nice things. But do, do, do you know what I liked about it, though? I, I love this idea that the ring that went to Simon first went to him and was like... That's yeah, right. Uh, that's right. Leminski, you have been chosen. You can overcome. Actually, uh, error. No wait. Sorry. Uh, no, no. Uh, finding suitable. Guantanamo Bay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he so gets the good. Jessica stuff too because now he's thinking all the rings are gone, and this rogue ring shows up too, and he goes, and yeah. then there's this girl lantern. Because it, this was the one thing that threw me off about the timeline again. It's something that's it's been going on since the start of Rebirth. He says, oh, I, there was only uh, a couple of places this ring could have gone. Cause it, and then it shows Simon and Jessica at the same time. Yeah. And it's like, I swear Simon was going around for months before Jessica. Yeah, months, yeah. but just months. Yeah, but months. I don't see your problem here. It's just condensing the storytelling. I know, yeah. but he says, oh, there's two options where the ring could have gone. It's like, surely, this is what I don't get about the timeline. Surely he would have seen it, it buzz on the news oh. and gone, okay, that's but what was. was Simon, like, super public when he first appeared? No. But wasn't he in a Justice League for a bit? He was in Justice League no. Canada. He was Justice League of America. Oh, yeah, it, so it that's became kind Canada. Of swept under the rug. Yeah, but that was on the news, right? Because what was it a couple of weeks ago where pe- someone referenced it? Yeah. No, because oh, it, it was, that was the uh, it was the, Adam the, Strange, but he yeah. said yeah, but I was on that one, but you never heard of that. Oh, yeah. Okay. The the point he even yeah. made was that no yeah, one had no. heard of it. I remembered it now as I was saying. It. I was yeah. like, what was that? Yeah, that like, yeah, actually yeah. goes against your point, Connor. It it does now. I wish Game that set up. and match. <laughs> <laughs> but but no. yeah, but then we we get to the final reveal, and it's Volthoom, the first lantern mm-hmm. from from John's last. That well, was his last see before, one, we, right? see before we talk about Volthoom, I want to say that when he walks in and we see the hood, this was again me going, yeah. oh, is it Oz? Is Oz here? <laughs> is he messing yeah, with yeah. things? <laughs> and then he takes off the hood and I'm so like, oh, made, it's Volthoom. That would have made sense. It right? would have, like, Because yeah. that, that's shaking up the stuff and you're giving them the, the intel on the Phantom Ring that you yeah. know, anybody can use. 
So guys, uh, tell me about Volstein because I haven't quite finished the Johnst. I'm literally like just about to get to this bit. He was the the first like when the Guardians first decided to do a Lantern Corps. He was like this lost in time like yeah. astronaut, right? That ended up with the power, and then they trapped him because that's what the Guardians do. When the Guardians have a problem, they don't solve it; they just throw it out into the universe. Oh yeah, until it comes uh, out. Needless and... to say, he maybe got a bit of a grudge over yes. Yeah. So Classic he wanted Guardians to destroy their own problems. Then yeah, yeah, he wanted to destroy the Guardians and everything associated with them. So that was all the color core. So um, yeah. But yeah, he was the first lantern. So and I they, want, they contained him. I wonder if this is him looking for an ally. Like if uh, Volthum or if uh, Leminski gets the ring, you yeah. know. And um, by the way, Leminski needs a, a proper like villain name once he gets his ring. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sure he'll get one. I don't want to call him Leminski. I don't like how lame is kind of in his name. <laughs> Leminski. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. I kind of, in a way though, I kind of hope he doesn't get a villain's name. That that kind of undershadows. Yeah. He's not exceptional enough to even deserve a villain name. Jonathan is though. Like I feel like Volthum. Like I'm more interested in his reveal here than I ever really was with him in the Johns part because yeah. because that was kind of the weakest part of Johns's run. Like Johns had a great run, yeah. but that was definitely in the section that wasn't as loved. Like you know, well, that was... you could tell he was running out of steam. Yeah, and, and it's not very memorable. Like I had to go back and I I couldn't remember if it was pre New Fifty Two or post Fifty Two, <laughs> just because of how everything went. Because well, Sinestro was a Green Lantern still. Honestly, I can't even you know? remember either. Was it pro? But it was post. Post, right? Yeah, no, this is post because I've got I, I'm about six issues into the new fifty two right, stuff, okay. and this hasn't started yet. Yeah, so this was like the last story he did. This is what in in that issue that introduced uh, the concept of Jessica Cruz. You right, know, okay. when right. because he's the, recapping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you get to the end, and there's a whole recap yeah. thing. Um, because what I remember more from the end of the like John's Green Lantern run, I remember the the beats that I cared about, which was more to do with Sinestro and Hal, and you know the yep. whole Indigo Tribe thing, yep. which was a great moment, and other stuff which Connor's about to get to. Um, yep. But but the actual villains, the actual like fight that was going on, I don't remember that well from that chunk of it because no. it wasn't as interesting. Well, the Viditi comes over and basically does the same story with Lights Out and Relic, and that was just terrible. And killed my interest in lanterns until oh, now. I, I don't think Lights Out was terrible. I think it was average. It was, it was after that that was terrible. Well, it it uh, sowed the seeds. Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't think. I don't think Lan- uh, Venditti's lantern was truly terrible until it got to the point where Hal was just going around in the cloak with the glove. You see, I quit before that because they just Johns had done all this recovery work for him, and then. Yeah. Venditti put him in the right spot. So, anyways, um, but yeah, this is this is cool because now we have that rogue guardian. I can't ever remember his name. Um, not ET. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't remember his name either. I just he's yeah, the guardian because yeah, yeah. because the rest yeah. are are they dead or are they just missing? I think they're dead. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Are they're just missing. Yeah. So, yeah. um, I just call him the guardian for now. That's that's. Right. And we know that he has that ring, right? That's what's in the box. Yeah, yeah, that's what he's got. So, because the lantern's you know, got that, it back, that, that's at, up the lantern's got it back at the end of last issue. Remember, because it was yeah. the uh, dominators were trying to grab it. And yeah, do you know what I like about the double shipping though? I like that we can take an issue out to just focus on a villain, but I don't feel as robbed of like a usual yeah. issue as I normally would. Like sometimes when it's monthly and they take an issue to just talk about the villains or some side thing, I'm like, oh, this is okay, but like, come on, like I was here for you know these characters, yeah. so I don't mind Although... it as much when it's every two weeks. 
Yeah, Johns did it very well though. Like when we got the black hand issue. Oh yeah. During yeah. his run. You know, and that that's just what that reminded me of was was that. Like we're we're getting the setup and the psychology of this new adversary. And this guy could end up being the Phantom Lantern and actually being a good guy, for all we know. Could it's be. just how he, he got it. Or Phantom that's Lantern could just be. be a bad thing. Or maybe yeah. when Kyle shows up again and maybe things yeah. happen, he ends up taking it for whatever reason. I don't know. Um mm-hmm. I was just before we move on. I will say I like the art in this one as well. I thought it had a nice, uh, subdued, uh, darker looking to it because obviously he's got a sort of darker path. One of it's despair. A bit more scratchy. Yeah, a bit more scratchy. Uh, play with the darks a bit more. Um, I thought that was good. Fit, fit the tone of the uh, the story. So, no, let's uh, move on to Raven issue two, written by Marv Wolfman and art by Alison Borges. I'm going to go with this. That. Is this the last thing we all read? This is the last yeah. thing we all read, yes. So um, weird. This is so weird. such a weirdly paced book. Do, do you know what's funny about this, though? Is like, I remember we were confused by the end in the last issue, and I uh-huh. feel like this issue did a good job of exp- kind of explaining what went on at the end of the last issue. But the point yeah. where a few pages, and I was like, all oh, right, I kind of get what happened now. And then I was like, okay, teen stuff again. Yeah, I'm having fun. She's in the school, and the other characters are like, you know, kind of interesting enough in a sort of high school teen kind of way. Uh-huh. And then the last half of the issue got really weird again, and I wasn't really sure... How it got there, like, because at one point I was thinking, like, okay, she's she's went uh, astral projection style, right? And I, because they yeah. set up that she can do that, and she went to go look for stuff in the middle of the night, uh, whatever. And she sees this big like building, and I'm like, all right, is this like in the astral projectual plane? And this is where these kids are going missing. Is they're inside yeah. this building, but in this plane, so that's when no one can find them. But then, like two pages later, there's police showing up, and there's like a mob, and I'm like, what's well, so containment? like we got a second containment line so people can see this like i wasn't sure what was going on it was weird so weird not bad just weird like no uh, i agree it was it was enjoyable minus that damn ugly costume yeah which i can't wait for titans yeah and titans i'm sure because that's her soul self right like i didn't even know that on this issue yeah um so i'm sure her whatever's going on i'm sure trigon's involved it's going to give her uh, a new birth to her new soul self. I think, uh, yeah, but she's she's wearing the costume when she's not all solely. Yeah, I think my yeah. problem here with this one is more the the whole this building appearing and then like two pages later there being police and containment and all that. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's less about building a mystery of what's going on and more it's just kind of shoddy and I don't understand that the other people could see it and then all of a sudden there's an entire mass of people out of nowhere. You know, it feels. Well, hang on, I'm just looking at it. I'm not sure. The so she's going around in her astral bit, right? Yes. And mm-hmm. she overhears the police car, and saying, "Oh, we got the address embargoed," and then uh, we got the address, and it says where it is, M M Cadero, right? Mm-hmm. So that's Embarcadero. where she goes, which is where that's where this building is. It's just we see it in the astral projection room f- first, and then. We see it in reality. Well, that's why it's kind of... So the police already know that she gets it from the police. Okay, that makes a bit more sense. But you have to admit, though, the first time you see it, it's all blue as if it's, like, just in this, like, you know, realm. And then, you know, stuff keeps happening. And then, you know, all of a sudden there's a crowd and there's containment. And I don't know, it just... I think it's just implying that it's not a separate realm. That's just how she sees things when she's in the soul form. Maybe. 
Well, you say that, but I'm pretty sure when we see it and it's the all... The cops, like, yeah. Like, everything else isn't like that. So I feel like maybe what it's saying is is that this building yes. also has... Uh, like, is, a, is also in this realm and has properties of mystical things going on. Yeah, that's true. Um, Like I say, though, it was just kind of... Like, we just had to sit and sort of explain it to each other to sort of work it out. And we shouldn't have yeah. to do that. It should have no, been... No, definitely. It, should have been it is there, though, now that I'm talking through it. Yeah. But we shouldn't have to be doing that. Um, that said, it is enjoyable. I do actually like the art again. Uh, I said that in the first issue as well. Yeah. It's, it's very fun. It's actually... It's like having miniseries. Like, between this and Hawkman and... Um, Dead Man. The last couple the other minis. Yeah, no, so. there's some good ones, uh, and I like the characters' voice. I like the, I like the art. I like the overall sort of high school feel of it. Um, mm, yeah, it's just yep. <laughs> the ending of this one was a little bit weird and confusing, and did get kind of wacky. We should mention mm. at the end it teases. Uh, so, does anyone recognize that costume? Uh, I'm having another look. Because uh, yeah. basically, it cuts to someone who's watching all mm. this play out in the news, this incident with the uh, the helicopter and all that. And we see him say, uh, Time to get dressed. Yeah, they know nothing, it's time to get dressed. And we see this sort of purple and black costume and a helmet, which is kind of like a red hood looking helmet with mostly black with a bit of purple. Yeah. Yeah, I don't recognise it. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't either. So, I'm sure, I'm sure there's some old school New Teen Titans fan who's like, Oh, that's such and such that connects yeah. to Raven, but there you go. Luke Hoover was Brother Blood, but it doesn't seem like Brother Blood. So, mm. so no, that's Raven. Uh, I'm still, I'm still willing to read issue three. I, I think I like it. Enough. Oh yeah, I'm, it's I'm just, in until this is over. It's a mini, so yeah, it's just yeah. kind of, it's, it's, it's got its weird elements that are aren't jiving perfectly, but otherwise, yeah, it's overall, it's pretty enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that will take us on, or it'll take Matt on. Because he's the only one who read yeah. this issue. Just to uh, tell you why I didn't read Aquaman this week, because yeah. I think if you go back and listen to the last episode, I was kind of like, I'm probably dropping Cyborg. Yeah. I might drop Aquaman. I think I said that. If I didn't say it on the show, I was definitely saying it off air. Um, yep. When we when the books came out this week, Matt always reads the ones he's least excited for first, and I always do it the opposite. I always read the ones I'm excited about, mm-hmm. and then the sort of the, the the two or three that I'm not as keen on get left to the end. So he read Aquaman near the start and he yep, said first on, book of the week. on Wednesday he said oh, so I'm dropping, dropping Aquaman after that issue and I'm like yeah. you know what Matt was more positive than I was on Aquaman I feel like I don't want to read that now <laughs> so I yeah, made the decision if I, if I can save you time then, then I feel yeah. like I did something good yes. but it's just and it's not bad and I like Abnett's take on, on Aquaman not the supporting cast like Pete was talking about earlier but um, the whole half king thing really being beaten to the ground though like everyone in Atlantis is kind of a jerk so like I get like kind of want Atlantis to be destroyed and just Aquaman to go on on his own it's almost the same as Green Lanterns where it's like we're sick of seeing them in space bring them back to Earth so they can interact with other people that's what makes them interesting Mm -hmm. Um, yeah I feel like yeah the whole Aquaman thing where he's half king and like well these people accept him and all that like Every single Aquaman story is about this. It feels that way yeah. anyway. Exactly. It's since since John's left, like after that arc with the with the oh, what was his group of the others he had started the others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so in this arc, Shaggy Man is is still attacking, and uh, he gets out, 
and starts to attack Amnesty Bay, which is his target. And the whole plot is uh, Nemo wants it to look like Atlantis is using Shaggy Man somehow to attack Amnesty Bay. And Aquaman wants or feels like he should call and help. Like people are telling him, like, just call the Justice League. Like, that's what they're there for. Like, you guys have defeated Shaggy Man before. And Aquaman's like, well, the last time that I left off with Superman, it, he threatened me. So I'm not really feeling part of the team. So he's kind of being like a, a whiny little baby about things. And Sounds like Aquaman. Yeah. That's <laughs> not who he is, though. You know? Like, but so he does this fun little trick where he has his Justice League card, which grants him access to the teleporter and and manages to get it on to Shaggy Man after taking a beating. Like at the end of this issue, Aquaman looks like near dead. And that's kind of how it leaves off. Um, and manages to teleport Shaggy Man into space uh, with the Justice League card still hooked into Shaggy Man's fur. Uh, and at the same time, Mera's still trying to jump through all these hoops for the Widow's Council. And they're kind of threatening her, like, well, if you don't do this, you're not going to be queen. And she's like, well, being queen is actually being there for, for Arthur. So she kind of leaves, but it's too late. And it ends with him kind of like all punched out uh, from Shaggy Man and wondering if he's, you know, going to survive through this, which we know he's going to because we got solicits, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, so the book's not cancelled, so we know it's good. <laughs> no, and so we didn't get much of Black uh, Manta kind of at all in this one or really anyone else. It was just being like a fight between Aquaman and... Uh, the Atlantis forces on Shaggy Man. But again, just the Atlantis stuff. Like, it's cool that he's half king, but he's also a superhero. And I want to see him do superhero stuff. Or if you're going to do the king stuff, kind of do what Johns did and, and build the mythology of the first king and the seven realms and all that type of stuff. Because that's when it's really been clicking. That's Jeff Parker even did a lot of that stuff, like with his mom still being around. Yeah, like, that was interesting with Atlantis, and but he was still you still got the superhero vibes. Like he fought Grodd and whatnot. So I, I like the Jeff Parker stuff. I, I was hoping yeah. Jeff Parker would have a rebirth book, and he doesn't yet, and it's upsetting me. Yeah, he's yeah. just waiting so, to be given the Shazam book. Yeah, he's perfect for Shazam. Shazam's so perfect for him. He did the uh, in Convergence. He did the Shazam thing. Oh, yeah, issues, and it was, it was really good. Yeah, oh, good. Well, but, yeah, so hoping. like. But yeah, so that's I just with Aquaman, it's more of the same. It's spinning its wheels, and that's it. And this next arc looks like uh, it's called the Deluge, and the Statue of Liberty is underwater, like almost Planet of the Apes style. And I'm just All like, right. well, this isn't this isn't gonna last. Like if I hear good things from other people, I'll, I'll reread it. But after this one, I just don't care. I don't care about Atlantis anymore. So basically, then that is now the second book that we are unanimously dropping. Uh, Leaving the cyborg and Aquaman on the cutting room floor, as it were. Yep. So really, not the books we kind of expected to be the first to go, though, are they? No, not really. No. Yeah, if you if you would have told me back in March that I was going to be loving Deathstroke and not loving Aquaman, I had told you get out. You're crazy. Yeah. But, like. Oh well. Uh, speaking of crazy, let's go over to Connor's corner <laughs> because. He is going to be talking about Harley Quinn issue 6, which is written by Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti, and art by Jill Thompson and John Timms. 
thankfully I can keep this brief because it's mostly just in jokes, oh, which good. do Excellent. not give. Exp- Basically, that's what you paid so, three dollars for. Well, that's fine if I'm committed to. The, well, this is like issue thirty something for me. So that's true. You know, for me, these in jokes are paying off, and this is worth my money. But you know, I can see why it's not for people who just jumped on at Rebirth. But basically, she's got the punk band together. They're going to play the set, and I'd forgotten what the last issue was. Of course, I had. Like, why would I remember what you told me last episode, right? Uh, and you just started there. So she's got the punk band together, and they're going to play the set. And I'm like, oh, aye, <laughs> that was what was happening. <laughs> yeah, but do continue. It's... Do continue. <laughs> it's a bit wacky. I'll give you that. Basically, the the headline band is running late, and they're like, "Right, you got to play longer." And they're kind of like, "Well, we only know three songs. What are we gonna do?" Because they've only been a band for like three days, so you know, it's kind of fair. <laughs> Punk, it's four chords and something to say. Like, <laughs> just get up there and do it. That's like... essentially where it goes. She oh, okay. she goes out and starts singing, and they're all booing her. She's like, "Oh, you're awful." So she goes, you know what? This is a punk show. I'm going to rile them up. So she grabs a guy up on stage and starts going, oh, you think I'm awful? Take this and starts beating him up. And uh, she climbs up on top of the um, on top of the amp stack, grabs the, the bass, and then goes to the crowd. Thumbs up or thumbs down? And there uh, they go, thumbs down. So she goes, all right. And then jumps and smacks him with it. And then the crowd are on her side. And then she starts flinging dog shit at them. <laughs> oh god I know and and, what, and but here's the whole thing with Harley Quinn they want her to be like Jim Lee is like she's fourth right behind Wonder Woman Batman and Superman yet you're giving us her flinging dog poo because they want her to be the Deadpool of DC and it's it seems the direction they're going in and it's kind of working and I love Harley when she's done like I think Harley should be done this book is not it <laughs> so but that's the whole thing like you could still like I don't think Deadpool flings... There is, but I don't feel like Deadpool flings dog poo for all the problems I have with that character. True, true. You know, like, that's just a little lowest common denominator. Admittedly, I I get it. Admittedly, I don't really think I'd... Like, I'm not saying no one could do it, but I don't think I would ever actually really want a Harley, like, ongoing book that's just her. Like, I feel like... She's a character for me... that's what Sirens was so great for, right? Because it was Paul Dini, who... Created yeah, the character, yeah, but yeah. it was Tim, and and she had Poison Ivy and Catwoman to bounce off. But of. but the thing with that though is Catwoman's essentially the straight man in that story, and I think right. you kind of need that. Um, yeah, yeah. Whereas this doesn't own. have that. This is literally yeah. a gang of crazy people. Yeah, so you know, but, not for me, but no, but I'm enjoying it. I, I get why people wouldn't, but I'm having fun with it personally. The reason she's flowing, throwing all, all the the dogs to them is there. Uh, She's trying to impress this band because they're the ones that she's trying to infiltrate, if you remember that far back. Are they made up of Gigi Allen? Like, that's the <laughs> only person it's going to impress. Well, it works. So, jeez. Oh, of course it does. And then they, they take her to a, a club, a bar, and it's like a, a superhero fetish club, or supervillain fetish club, sorry. So everyone's, like, dressed up kinky, but in supervillain outfits. Part of me wants to read that. I'm not gonna lie. I'll I'll, I'll wait for the uh, the Brazos uh, ad- adaptation. 
Still a better but adaptation than Batman. There's, also, uh, there's a little detour where um, the art, I think it's done by someone else because it looks completely different. It's all washed out colours. It's like a flashback yeah. thing where if you recall, she, this all happened when someone stole a package from her that was okay. sent to her. And what was in that package was a, a bar of soap shaped into a heart that says uh, J plus H on it. And it was a gift from the Joker. And it flashes back to when she first got given it. And it's just, you know, just stuff as her as Harleen. And, you know, joke stuff, early joke stuff there. It's fun. I don't know where it's going, though. I'll re- I really don't. It's that kind seems of just... to be every issue, Connor. You I, say that. I, I don't I, know where it's going. Yeah, I can't no, no, believe... but this... The, I don't know where the overall story is going, but I never need to know where it's going because it's just a fun thing. There isn't so an actual basically you like... So basically, you wouldn't mind a blind Uber driver because you don't know where you're going. <laughs> but yeah, but it's going to be a heck this, of a ride. This is kind of like it plays like a cartoon almost where it's just like, here's this adventure for this arc and here's that. And it's just completely unconnected. doesn't really matter. And they're just there's no real plot. It's just like, here, have fun. I can't believe Connor had the gall to use the phrase there and that whole, like, you know, that whole description of the, the issue of if you recall... How dare you? <laughs> hey, you said you were struggling to remember, so... Gladly. It's because he put it out of his memory Gladly. Like a bubble. I don't right. drink, well, but... Okay. I... <laughs> okay, if you recall was questioning if you physically did. Maybe it was like, if you if you would kindly recall, I'm, I'm asking you to access those memories. Would that have been better? No, it's worse because you're actually trying to make me remember at that point. You're you're asking me to relive painful memories. That like, would w- would you ask me to recount? I don't know. Yes, whatever my, it is. My first, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something horrible. Uh, I don't know. First trip to the dentist. I don't know. Something. Yes. Hey, this 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 this. Drop Look, this. We established at the start of this. We're not friends. We I get to make you relive painful memories. Oh God! <laughs> but my point was, I don't know where the Joker flashbacky stuff is actually leading in this story. Because, but looking forward to finding out. Let's go on to Cave Carson has a cybernetic eye issue one, which only Matt has read, unfortunately, which is not intentional. I actually did want to read this, and I just I forgot that it came out this week. Yeah. I, I I recommend picking it up. It it's. So, I've only read one Young Animal. I started Shade before we started recording, uh, based off of your guys' split. Um, but we all know how I felt about Doom Patrol. So, um, But Cave Carson seemed like my kind of thing. Like, he's an old-school DC hero that was part of, like, the Challengers of Known, Challengers of the Unknown, and Rip Hunter, like, cut from that cloth. And um, so I was excited to see what this is. And... Basically, I was telling Connor before we recorded, it's kind of like The Incredibles to where Cave Carson and his team have done these adventures, but it's later in life and it starts with his wife passing away of a sickness that's not touched on. Um, And he's like racked with grief and his daughter's in college and he is sold, basically sold his his spelunking because that's his thing was he would go into the center of the earth. And have adventures. He was like the super spelunker. And he had this mole car that he had developed. Which from what I get is kind of like the... Um, in you know the Ninja Turtles cartoon? How they would get to and from the Technodrome? Yeah. Like that drill type of car. It's kind of one of those. So it digs through the earth and that's where he goes on adventures. So yeah. He sold that 
technology to another company. I'm thinking of Total Recall when you say that. <laughs> or Total Recall. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so, yeah, and, and it's just basically a day in his life as he goes about his business and he has his cybernetic eye and it creeps people out, you know, and it, it basically acts as, as his window to the world. And he's kind of sad and lonely because his life is completely different than what he expected it to be. Um, so just for a first issue, it sets all that up. The art by Oming is fantastic because it's got that, you know, pop art kind of style to it with the, with the dark lines and cartoony feel. So, I mean, it's still young animal, but it's set in the DCU. Like they, they bring up, uh, is different... it brings up current events then. Not current events, but like people that you would have heard of. Like he goes to Doc Magnus, and the Metal Men are there. Right. So okay. yeah, so it could be out of continuity, but it is set in a DC universe where yeah. there's superheroes and and that. Um, That's important. But yeah, so I'm definitely gonna keep going with this one. Uh, it's up right up my alley. Um, and I'm what was cool too is. Yeah, I don't know if Shade did this because I haven't finished it, but there was like a an article at the end about the characters, and in this one it, it singled out Shade and uh, Cave. Right. So that was that was pretty fun, kind of developing that world. Almost. I can't remember. I was in such a rush trying to fit in Shade that I just as soon as I got to the last page, that was it. I'm done. Gotcha. But yeah, I definitely highly recommend it. It's the art and the story really are there. So and it's not too out there. Like yeah, there's some out there kind of things, and I'm sure it'll get there um, once he he starts on this journey. But again, it just felt like a day in the life of a former hero, and I really like that. Yeah, sounds cool. My cat's causing chaos. He decided to walk behind the keyboard and lie down, but he pushed the keyboard forward. That pushed the mic forward. So hopefully everything's sounding okay. What a jerk! Shockingly, it is. Last time the cat did this. That was it. That was gone for minutes. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. It was a complete disaster last time. But, uh, yeah, well, that actually brings us to the end of the reviews, which means we get to do some favourite things of the week. First up, of course, is the best panel of the week that we like to do. I... I am going to go with the two-page spread from Batman where Batman arrives at Arkham because it's one of those things where you could put that... You could put a frame around that and put it on the wall, and it would fit yep. there, you know? You could say that with almost any of the layouts from Jan, because even that Bane yeah. one, I felt the same way. Like, There's truth so in yeah. that. Yeah. There's truth. Um, Matt, how's the one? So I'm going to go, and mine is super biased, but it's from, it's from Trinity, and again, I can't pick the whole issue as much as I want to. Yeah. It's going to be the Poison Ivy reveal. Just because she's like one of my favorite villains, and it's Manipole drawing her, and it looked great. So, yeah. Cool, cool. Um, if I look distracted, I'm just trying to make sure the cat doesn't damage <laughs> That's everything. the recording. Mess everything up. Yeah, he's he's pushing the keyboard. The, the keyboard's actually sliding up the back leg of the mic stand now. It's it's all it's all a bit of a hodgepodge on my desk at the moment. Uh, yeah, that's your fault. You. Yes, you. Look at me sniffing my scissors. I could stab you with these, cat. Anyway. Um... Good lord, Pete. <laughs> that got dark quick. I'm not going to do it. I threaten the cat all the time. He knows it's all in jest. Uh... I always threaten to eat him when I'm hungry as well. 
be tasty. There's there's a joke in there, but I'm not going to make it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. Cat, stop moving. Uh, Connor, uh, your pick. Right. So mine is, is also from Trinity. Uh, it's when they first go back and they're in the barn and young Clark punches Superman because he just yeah. immediately leaps in to defend his dad. Ah, okay. Yeah. That's Love it. Too. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I'm going to throw in a, a new category here that we've not done before. Oh no, new! <laughs> Please tell me it's best cover. It's not. Oh, we can do that as well. I actually kind of like that idea. I was just going to say we should start doing best art. I thought it was. It just occurred to me as we we're talking about the arts earlier. Oh no! Like, don't don't make us pick. You know, like, me and Matt can't yeah, actually pick this week. No, I could pick easy. It's Manipal. Manipal's my favorite artist. So like, I'm. I I may. I don't think Janin will always beat Manipal, but I think this week I was more impressed with Janin. Maybe it's because we've not had him yet, and this was the first... Oh, we had the rebirth issue, but that was ages ago now. Like, But, you know, I was like, I'm, I'm going with Janin. I think Janin on Batman issue, was it, nine? Yeah. I'm losing yeah. track of the numbers. We're getting up there now. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I'm going to go with Trini for like, the Manipal. Right. Although, just, you just, could... It just hits me more. What will be more interesting though, because we all picked the same thing, the same book that our panels came from. What will be more mm. interesting is if we pick different things some weeks. Yeah, I can see that happening. Because yeah. sometimes I think there's a particularly great panel, but yeah, well, other, overall, well, you start you start throwing Gleason and Janin and Manipal in, and my brain just gonna short. Yeah. Well, of course, best panels not just about the art and the panel though. It's about the you know the context, the moment. Well, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like like Manipal could have the best art, but Gleason could have the best panel. Yeah, you know what I mean. Absolutely. That's gonna make my brain go. Yeah, I love I love how he's using the artists from the uh, two Superman books that he loves so much. Um, all right, so let's get on to best books of the week, and this, of course, we like to do top fives because we're because you know what I I, I like to make people make lists. It's my thing. It's what I do. It is. Uh, it's definitely his thing. It is definitely my thing. So I am going to. I think I'll I'll jump in first. I am actually going to put Trinity at number one. Mm-hmm. Uh. I didn't last time. Uh, last time I actually picked Superman because I thought that issue of Superman was particularly special that week. But I'm going to go with Trinity issue two at number one. Uh, I'm going to put Batman at issue two, which, uh, you know, is monumental because that's the first time I think I've ranked Batman higher than Superman. But I think Batman had a particularly great issue this week, fantastic art, as we've said. And Superman mm. had a great fun issue, but it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't the one that hit me in the feels. It wasn't like. The, the issue at the uh, the fair or the issues where he's teaching John something and there's like a good father-son moment. You know, it wasn't like that. So, yeah. Trinity, Batman, Superman, Nightwing, and then Green Lanterns at number five, uh, which has been sneaking into those top fives recently. Yeah. So, uh, Connor, your top five. So I'm going to go Trinity... I think I'm going to go Superman second because I did like Batman a lot and it's going to be my number three. But Superman... Captain Storm has an eye patch and a wooden leg. And he rides a pterodactyl. And he rides a pterodactyl. What's not to love? <laughs> exactly. So yeah, that's two. Batman's three. Darkwing four. Green Lantern's five. Cool. Yes. Matt? So we're going to make it a clean streak of Trinity. One. And then I'll put uh, Superman. So Superman and Batman are kind of tied because I both love them for different reasons. 
Like the art Matt, in Batman. Matt, just make it special and put Batman higher because it'll mean something. Oh, not, no, you want just, me to do that. How just, you, just how make, you said just the opposite, I would have done the opposite. <sighs> so I'll put... You've already... Just talk. You've already man riding a pterodactyl. You've already knocked off Superman from number one, which is monumental enough. Make yeah. it truly special. Go on, put Batman higher than uh, Superman. Superman's gonna be number two because you got a guy riding a pterodactyl, like and Crypto right along the side. You're such and Batman's a, f- a close five-year-old. That- <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's got up because you called me a three-year-old last time, so I'm <laughs> maturing. Uh, and then Batman uh, for all the other reasons. And then I'm going to go with uh, Green Lanterns. And then, as a surprise, Cave Carson as a cybernetic eye. All right. As okay. five. Yeah, no. it's... Which, if you would have told me I was going to have a young animal book in my top five, I would have called you crazy. But that's how much I like this one. Cool. All right. Um, and, of course, worst books of the week. I suppose it's kind of fairly obvious. Um, I will obviously go with Justice League. Uh I guess Matt's going with Aquaman. That makes yep. sense, yeah. Uh, Connor, you're going with... I'm going with Justice League. Yeah. i got a question, though, just because sometimes I, I, we ignore yeah. Connor's Corner and stuff. If it's the books that we all read, what do we do then? Because that rules out Aquaman and, and Justice League. All oh, right. Uh, Raven, then, so I guess. Ha- okay. I'm going to go Green Arrow. Yeah, Green Arrow, yeah. Well, I feel like... Mm, they're kind of even actually if, you, if I sort of weigh them up but uh-huh. yeah. I expect more out of Green Arrow so that's why it's going to take it from yeah me. true true because mm. so, yeah, I, I was thinking sort of thing Green Arrow at the bottom of those bunch yeah I, I just Green Arrow as it stands right now is in my undroppable kind of list like I'm going to keep reading it just because you might have goes. a you might have a cyborg bear hey but hey three months ago we would have maybe all said Green Lanterns to that question so you know that- that's true. Sure. Changed, yeah. 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 There you go. Things, things sometimes improve. So what that leaves me with now is to tell you what is coming next week. The fourth and final Wednesday of October has the following. It has a new miniseries starting. We have the Vigilante Southland issue one. I'm of, excited for this. Yeah. Mm. Uh, of six, uh, we also have the Wonder Woman 75th anniversary special. Uh, which is obviously just a one shot, so uh, that's coming next week, and I assume we're all reading that. Can't say any reason why. Yeah, the, the I can't remember point. who's attached to it, but yeah. Well, yeah, Azrello, Chang, Raphael, yeah, Turkey. Okay, I'm in. Yeah, Simone, Adam so, it's Hughes. an anthology, and it'd be kind of weird if we didn't. I mean, we're a DC Comics podcast, and they're celebrating. Oh, that's true. Uh, so that's just, coming. Just quickly, while we're on Wonder Woman, there. Did you guys see the the UN thing? I did, yeah. yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. I thought that was really cool. And Go on, explain it. I see, so she got uh, they they nominated Wonder Woman as a, a UN ambassador for was, was it for ambassador for women or was it ambassador for goodwill? I can't remember which I one. I heard it was a UN ambassador, but it's, yeah, uh, they, they have specific titles. I never heard the specific but, uh, one. No. Right. I see. I've seen a lot of people going. Well, I'm typically going. Oh, but she's not a real thing. Not a real person. How are they giving making her an ambassador? Get over it. Sure. Um, <laughs> it is worth mentioning because the issue is out next week, but I actually think the date, Wonder Woman Day, was, I believe, yesterday at the time of recording. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, happy happy 75th to Wonder Woman. Yeah. Uh, Linda Carter and Gal Gadot were there, so that was cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, no, that's cool. Um, 
And Wonder Woman's a great book right now, so, you know, timing's all nice. Uh, she's got a movie coming out soon, which oddly synced up nicely for them. Oh, jeez, imagine if this was a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah. Uh, that is... Yeah, so that's the first two things. Then We've got this anniversary special in Vigilante Southland. But then we also have, of course, Action Comics 966, Batgirl Issue 4, Batman Beyond Issue 1, Blue Beetle Issue 2, Deathstroke Issue 5, Detective Comics 943, The Flash Issue 9... Connor, are you still reading Suicide Squad? Yeah. Alright, Suicide Squad issue 5, uh, Teen Titans issue 1, Titans issue 4, Wonder Woman issue 9, so double dose of Wonder Woman next week. And then we have Lord. Connor's Corner uh, will feature the Hellblazer issue 3 and Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps issue 7. It's a busy week. I've got so much. So week. the worst part is... Yeah. A lot of these are the single shipping ones from that time I took the week off. So I've still got those <laughs> to read as well. Get on it, man. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe worth uh, trying to get to some of those back issues before Wednesday. This week. <laughs> that might be a good plan. Yeah, that, that would be my recommendation to you. All right, one quick thing. We did forget to talk about something in Batman, and it's kind of stupid for us not to talk about it. So Yeah, yeah one especially the, for me. Yeah, one of yeah. the people in the cell was drawing a Legion symbol on the glass. Matt, it take was it the away. Girl from, yeah, it was the girl from the Rebirth issue that mm. got arrested and was being booked, and they they put the Legion ring in the evidence bag. Yeah. Uh, and she, she made a, a, a hot breath onto the glass and drew the Legion symbol. And I love how I they it just out. went, ah, she's crazy. It's all right, Alchem. Yeah, <laughs> of course. That's what you do. It's, so, it's true, yeah. 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 But anyways, uh, another another Rebirth uh, plot uh, that popped up, and we missed it because Janet's art is so distractingly good. So, And there was just so much else going on. Yep. So, yeah. Pretty much. But that will wrap up this week's Comics from the Multiverse. We hope it has been a thrill ride for you. And uh, by all means, let Connor know how little of a friend he is to everyone, not just me. Um, that's important to us. <laughs> Tell him he's awful. People tend to do that. Yeah. Something, some, something, 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 ginger, something, something. Just uh, send, send the comments in. Below, if you're on YouTube, of course, remember that if you're on the audio, we now are on SoundCloud as well as all your usual podcatching apps and that kind of thing. Um so yeah like and subscribe and all that stuff it helps us out a lot remember and check out the rest of the Mail Fuzz TV YouTube channel what this is on because we review all the CWDC shows um, and Legends of Tomorrow is better this season it's not terrible and they didn't completely ruin the JSA so far question can I just yet, jump yeah. right in if I wanted to just watch yes. yeah I think okay. so yeah I think you'd get away with it I might do that I might do um, that JSA fairly well done so far has to be said mm. So, um, no, Flash is good, Supergirl is good, and Arrow's not Arrow, good. Arrow hurts but, my liver. But you get to see Connor get drunk for it, so, you know, there's that. Um, so, yeah, check out those things, and, of course, we do Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as well, if you uh, occasionally cross the line to uh, a Marvel. And, yeah, so check all that stuff out. We've got the movie channel as well, and all the other stuff we do. So... Thank you very much. Uh, we'll see you next time. Keep reading comic books. And always remember, never get lost in the Speed Force. Long live the Legion. Long live the Legion.